Yud Tav is Aleph. One, two, three, four, five, six lines from the bottom. Yud Tav is six lines from the bottom. Okay. Amrav Yon Ram Zera. Whoever sleeps for seven days without having a dream is called wicked. Shenemark, it says in the Posuk, in Posuk of Mishli, Yolin Balbi Pokedra. So. You didn't read Vesheva. Sorry, Vesovea, Vesovea, which are the most important words, sorry, I left out. Vesovea. Um, Yolin, somebody who's a Sovea, I mean satisfied. Yolin, a person will rest overnight. Bali pocket ra, he will not be visited with e- with ra with evil. Now, so, so the Gemara says altikri sovea. Don't read the word as sovea, but put different nakudas on it. Elosheva. So what it means is what it's saying is like this: that sheva yolin means if you have seven days bali pocket without being visited with a dream from Hashem, then ra is considered evil. Because since uh, Rashi explains, since he is wicked, then Shemayim will not bother to send him dreams. Some people used to get dreams through messages. If you remember, we had a Gemara in the first period that um, he, uh, what's his name, complained that the night before he was supposed to have a battle with the Pelishtim, he said, "I haven't had any messages at all, not Bachalim, not in, not in uh, dreams, and not from or in the Tumim, and so on." And so you see people on the Madrigas, they get messages in dreams. I'm not talking about normal people like us, you know. <laughs> he, he learns a different shot on the same positive. Whoever goes to sleep after learning Torah, in other words, not after reading the Times or watching Newsnight, <laughs> but you know, you, you, you learn and then you go to sleep. They will not be informed of any evil thing. So in other words, shot on this is that the, the posuk before says Yiras Hashem Lachaim. So and, and the rest of the posuk says Vsovea, somebody who satisfies himself on Yiras Hashem Lachaim, meaning on Torah. And Yolin when he goes and then he goes to sleep, Bali Pokeid Ra Bali Pokeid, uh he will not uh, be visited Ra with uh, anything bad. Okay. Elaine Ben Aprokim. These are considered remember we had what the Ben Aprokim were. Omra Bavam Rabbiochan Halok Rabbihuda. Allah is like Rabbihuda, the Omar Ben of the Kechem la Emes for Yatsiv La Yasik. In other words said the end of the Pasha of Krishna in the Torah is Ani Hashem La Kechem. And MS is really the beginning of the next Brocha. Nevertheless we'll see in a minute why, but you're not allowed to be Mafsik according to between the words of the Kechem and Emes. In other words, for greeting, etc. On Rabbi Vom, Rabbi Yechel, my time to Rabbi Huda. What is the reason of Rabbi Huda? The answer is, because there's a posuk in Yirmiyah, which says, Vahashem Elohim Emes. Hashem is Midasa Rachmim, Elohim is, is Midasa Din. It's all Emes. And even though sometimes we have good times, sometimes not good times, it's all the same one Hashem. That's what that posuk means. But since we had Hashem Elohim, Next to the word emes, therefore when we end Shema, we say Ani Hashem Lekechem and we add the word emes. And that's why Rabbi Huda says it shouldn't be mafsik between Hashem Lekechem and emes. Says the Gemara, 
That means like this. What the Gemara is actually asking is as, as follows. If you wait, when you wait to finish Shema, right, you finish Shema with Ani Hashem Lekechem Emes. And then there's no pause. So do you go straight on Ani Hashem Lekechem Emes Emes? Do you say Emes twice? Or not? Obviously, here we have the Chaz and he says Ani Hashem Lekechem Emes. And then afterwards you start Yat V'Yatsev V'Nochem etc. Or you could even start with Emes. We don't. Right, but you can start with MS if you want, because that's not MS MS. The question of the Gemara is, do you say MS twice? So you do say it, you don't. And now there's a story. There was a certain man who went down to the Omud, you know, we know the marking Hashem, you go down. And he was acting as a shriach sibba in front of Rabbi Shamti Rabbi the Omer Emes Emes Trezimna. He said Emes Trezimna. He said Ani Hashem Lekechem Emes Emes. Omer Rabbi says Rabbi said he wasn't very impressed with that. He says Call Emes for Emes Tafselahai. This person is taking a lot of Emeses. In other words, if people hear that, it can be construed that there, there's Chasron. There's two Eshtei Rishuyas because you're saying Emes twice. So therefore, you shouldn't say it. Om Rav Yosef says Rav Yosef this is uh, marvelous the following teaching in Eretz Yisrael at night yeah they didn't say the third parasha of Shema is all about tzitzis tzitzis doesn't apply at night so they used to leave it out they had abbreviated version of the last paragraph so if you want to know you want to have a quick Mariv you have an abbreviated of the last parsha. It says, "What did they say?" And the whole parsha about tzitzis they left out. says What's so good about this? It's not a good thing. You don't have to at night. You don't have to say the third parsha because it's all about tzitzis. It doesn't apply at night. However, if you start it, then you've got to finish it. So what, what happened here in Eretzrael? They started with Daba El Bnei so they've started the third paragraph. But then we say, you've got to finish it. But they don't, they skip it, skip all about tzitzis and go straight to Ani Hashem Alekechem. So how could they do that? Says the Gemara, V'chitem, if you want to say, V'martaleim, lo'i have scholar. So they said, Daba El Bnei Yisrael, that's not considered a beginning yet. Why would you think it's not considered a beginning? Because we haven't come really to the parsha of Tzitzis, which is the main theme of the third parsha. So you can't say that Dabel Bnei Yisrael is not considered a beginning. But is a Haschola. So therefore, the people in Eretz Yisrael who said Dabel Bnei Yisrael, they were already Maschil. If they were Maschil, they should have finished the whole of the third paragraph. Why did they skip Tzitzis and go straight to Ani Hashem Alekechem? Omer of Popa says, Rav Popa, Kusabra v'marova, in Eretz Yisrael they were of the opinion that of Marat Aleim, Amilai Havel Scholar. 
that the amount of lamb was not beginning of the third parsha and the omar also lemsitzis until they said also lemsitzis which is quite understandable because since the whole third parsha as we said is about sitzis until you actually mention the word also lemsitzis you haven't really started it's just sort of an entree if you want dabel bonez for the amount of lamb so they held Dabba Elbanis in Marov and Eretz Yisrael, they held Dabba Elbanis Rav or Marzaleim is not Haskola yet, and therefore they can skip and go straight to Ani Hashem Elokeichem. Now, what happens in Bovel? Omar Abaya says Abaya, Hilchoch therefore asim Bovel, Anan Aschulim Maschalinon, we also, we follow Eretz Yisrael, and we start saying the third paragraph of Shema, and we also say Dabe Elbon Israel Vomartalayem. However, since in Bovel Vomartalayem is already considered Aschola, therefore we've got to finish it. Since we begin that portion by saying Dabe Elbon Israel Vomartalayem, which is definitely Aschola as far as we're concerned in Bovel, we have to finish it. You don't have to stop him. If he did begin, he's got to finish it. One of the questions that Mephoshim asked is, we had recently, remember when we were discussing about having a partial bollock in partial tzitzis, and we said we should just say one posuk, and we said, if, if Moshe Rabbeinu hasn't divided it, we can't divide it. But here we're doing it... What, it, it, what we're saying is in Eretz Yisrael they used to say Dabba B'Yisrael V'Martalayim and they're skipping it all out how can they do that so the Mephoshim answer and they say as follows on Acharemos in the afternoon on Yom Kippur afternoon in Acharemos when we learn the Pasha of Arroyos there is a posset which actually says Dabba B'Yisrael V'Martalayim Ani Hashem Lekeichem there is a posset which actually says that so therefore, since it is a posse which actually says it, you can say Moshe Rabbeinu did say a posse like that. That's just a side, a side thing. Oh. So now we come back to the third paragraph, the third portion of Krishna. If you said the third portion of Shema, which finishes with Ani Hashem Lekeichem, Torah Emes, you've got to say Emes, meaning you've got to carry on Emes Vemuna, etc., but if you didn't say that, because we said you don't have to start it, then then you don't have to say the, 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 all the doubling that we say after Shema, namely MS, Rashi says Hashkivenu, etc., etc. Asgmara Kasha, the boy loud Kuri Misraim. We had a Mishnah in the last Perik, Maskirin Yitzhak Misraim, Balelus. You've got to mention Yitzhak Misraim Balelus. So if you don't have to say the third paragraph, and you don't have to say Vemuna, etc., which also talks about Yitzhak Misraim, how are you muskirin Yitzhak Misraim Balelus? So how does that work? So the Gemara answers are Omahochi. No. You have to say something, but it means you don't have to say it as the full third paragraph and the full Vemuna. Vem, we get to abbreviation. Tonight is a, a sort of a a share of abbreviations. We have a, a shortened version. And what do we say? So you say the first two paragraphs. You say Shema. You say Vayim Shema. Before you come to Vayim, you say the following. We thank you, Hashem, You've taken us out of Egypt. You redeemed us from the base of the house of the servant. And you have done miracles for us. Mighty deeds by the sea. And we sang to you. So therefore, 
what we're saying is like this. Of course you've got to be, you've got to say something, because otherwise we wouldn't be going to see Sims for Shrine. And we said Muscular and you see us for Shrine Baladas. It simply means you don't have to say the whole of the third parsha of Shema and of MS Vemunah, but you can say a shortened version. Omar Rabbi Shuban Koch, says Rabbi Shuban Koch, this is quoted now back from the Mishnah. Loma Kodma Parsha Shema. Let's just remind ourselves. We said, what is the reason why Shema becomes Vahoyah Shema, becomes before Vahoyah Shema? And, and we mentioned at the time, Tysus has mentioned here, top of Yudah Adam's base, Tysus says, well, you would simply say, because one becomes before the other, because in, in, in the time of the Korea, Shema is in Veschanan, and Vahoyah Shema is in Akev. But you can't say it goes in chronological order because the third paragraph is in, is in Shlachlachol, which is in Bamidbo. There's obviously it doesn't go according to the chronological order. So we said, what is the reason why Shema comes before Vayim Shema? Because you makabal al first, and then only makabal mitzvahs. And why is Vayim Shema before Vayim? Because Vayim Shema is not Ben Vayim Ben Balaylo. We're talking about learning. Whereas um, the third parsha is about six. It only applies at night. That's what the Mishnah said. Now we can see we're going to have another reason. So we said. Starting again, Tanya Rabbi Shimon Yochi Bedinu Shiyatim Shema Levahayim. Sorry, no. Om Rabbi Shimon Kachor Lama Koma Parsha Shema, etc., etc. Now we have another reason. Tanya, Shimon Ben Yochi Oima Bedinu Shiyatim Shema Levahayim Shema. It makes sense that Shema comes before Levahayim Shema. Shizel Lilmoid Vazel Elamid. In the first parsha of Shema, you've got Lilmoid. You've got learning. Says Vidibata Bom. Vazelamit. And the second parsha is about teaching. It says, So therefore that's why Shema has got to come first, particularly as in order to teach you have to learn first. So the learning, which is mentioned in, in, in the first paragraph, that's why Shema comes before Vahayim Shema. Vahayim Shema Levayim. Why does Vahayim Shema come before Vahayim Shema? We said, Lelamid is Lelamid is Lelamid and the third parsha is only about doing right? and you have to be taught in order to know how to do something doing is the sitzis in the third paragraph ask the Gemara are you saying that Shema has just got learning we said the Lamed Velasas less bay but teaching and doing is not there that's the Lamed is Lasas Vasu and furthermore, Vahoyim Shema Lamid Hu de Isbe, we just said Vahoyim Shema contains just to teach, Vilimantem and Samus Benechem, Valas is less bay. Doing, doing mitzvahs is not in, in the Vahoyim Shema, Vokzib, it says the Kshatam Kosavtem, Kosavtem, it says there as well. El Hochakoma, no, we clarify it. What the Bryson means is as follows. Bedinhu Shetikdam Shema of Vahoyim Shema, it's correct that Shema should be for four Oim Shema. Shazer Lilmod Ula Lamed Velasais. In the first paragraph, you've got Vidibarzabom, which is Lilmod. You've got Lamed, which is Vishinantom. And you've got Lasais Ukshartem Ukhosabtom. Vahoyim Shema, Levayam, Vahoyim Shema comes before Vayam. Shazer Yeshbol Lamed Velasais. Lamed is Vilimadatem. And Velasais is Ukshartem Ukhosabtom. And Vayoma ain't by Ella Lassus Bulvan. Vayoma's only got sitsis in it, so therefore it, it comes last. Ask the Gemara, why do you have to give another reason? Because Lilmoid, the Lamed, Velasus, all that, 
we had a very good logical reason in our Mishnah of that the first parsha comes before the second because it's got Omar Shemaim and the second one is is uh, only old mitzvahs etc so he says no Chadov Oed Ka'oma Shimon is stating Chadov first of all you got the reason Kadesh Kabbalah of Omar Shemaim that's the reason which is given in the mission for Eden. There's another reason. Because the first Pasha encompasses more than the second Pasha. Because it's got Lilmar, the Lamed, Velasas, and the second Pasha encompasses more than the third Pasha. So you're just giving an additional reason why Shema comes before Vayim Shema and Vayim Shema comes before Vayim. Now we come across a very interesting Gabora. Rav Mashi Yode. It once happened that Rav got up in the morning, he washed his hands, for Korokriya Shema, he said Shema, for Anach Tfilin Vesale, and only afterwards he put on Tfilin. So which order did he do it? First Kriya then Tfilin. Ask the Gemara, how could Rav do this? Well, Tanya, we've learnt in a Braisa, Hachavach Kuch Lameis Bekeba. In the olden days, they used to bury people in, into recesses of rock, in, you know, you had the sort of the rock of the mountains, and you, they used to make a hole in there and slide in a mace there. So he says, somebody who's digging a recess in a burial chamber, he is potter, mikreshima, aminatvila, aminatvilin, umikol mitzvah, samaris basaira. Since he's isab mitzvah, potter, minamitzvah, he is busy, um, preparing a place for a mace to be buried. Therefore, he's part from Krishma, Minatfilin, Minatfilin, Mikol Mitzvah, Samaras, Batyra. Tysus asks Akasha, why do you have to mention Krishma? You've got Kol Mitzvah, Batyra. Why isn't Krishma included in that? He says, because you might think, other, other mitzvahs, so you'll do it afterwards. But Krishma, which is time bound, you've got a certain time which you do it, you should be masik from what you're doing. Kamashmalan, you don't have to, it applies to everything. It's just a preparing for the yeah, so but that's part. Church. Yeah, but I mean, that's, but that, that is part of. Yeah, that's can, already uh, you can call, can, uh, certainly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, call it hechsher mitzvah if you want, but that's part of the mitzvah to dig and think. Yeah. However, higiyas among kriyshema when the time of shema arrives, I love a nital yodov tefillin. He's got to go up, wash his hands, put on tefillin, the kairu kriyshema misbalo. So what do we say when the time for kriyshema comes? He's got to go up from where he's digging. He's got to wash his hands, put on tefillin, and then say Krishna. So what does this Bryce tell you? First, you've got to put on tefillin, and then Krishna. What did Rav do? He said Shema first, and then tefillin. So that's the question of the Gemara. How could he do that? The Bryce says you're not allowed to eat the other way around. First tefillin, and then Krishna. Well, ah! Comes the Gemara, very good, Rebbeia. Next cut, Hogufa Kasha. So, before we even come to answer, how could Rav do this? We got a Kasha on the price itself. It doesn't make sense. Hogufa Kasha, Reisha Oma Potter. The beginning says your Potter, Mikrishimam and Tfilim and Tfilim. Comments where you don't have to do it. And the Sefer says when the time of Krishma comes, you've got to do it. Doesn't make sense. And not a halai kasha, that's not a kasha. Safer betray, Varesha Bachad. The safer way it says you've got to go in Davan and you're talking about where you've got two people digging. So therefore when it comes to the time of Kriyashima, one carries on digging, and the other one goes up and occurs Kriyashima. 
the ratio where it says you don't, you're completely potter, is where there's only one person. There's only one person, he's got to carry on digging. So we've answered that the, the steer in the brighter. Mikomakom, Kashan Rav. Nevertheless, so we come back, it's in a Kashan Rav. Because Rav said Shema first, and then put on his spilling. And according to the brighter, it's the other way around. So answers a Gemara, Rav, Krebishur ben Kochosvirale. Rav held like Rabbi Shua ben Kocho. Right? What did Rabbi Shua ben Kocho say in our mission? The why do we say Krishna first? Why do we say the first paragraph? Because Oma Shemaim comes first, but Achach Ol Mitzvahs, and then only then the Ol Mitzvahs. So Rav accepted upon, upon himself first Ol Shemaim by saying Shema, and then he put on Tfilin was the Ol Mitzvahs. So he held like Rabbi Shua ben Kocho says, first the Ol Shemaim, and then the, then the Ol Mitzvahs. So therefore, that's why he said Shema, which is Al Machal Shemaim, and then the mitzvah by putting on Tefillin. So ask tomorrow two questions on this. Where does Rabbi Shua ben Kolcha has, has, has got this um, principle of Al Machal Shemaim comes before Al Mitzvahs? That's only in the reading of the paragraphs of Shema. The reason why you say the first paragraph of Shema first before Vahim Shemai is because you say Al Mach and then you only go, go on to Vahim Shemai which is Old Mitzvahs Kriya Lassia Mishamatlai have you ever heard him saying that the Kriya should become before the Asiya in other words that the Kriya of of, of the um, Al Mach Shemaim should come before the doing the performance of a Mitzvah because we're trying to say first he said Shema the Kriya and only then the Tefillin which is the doing but that, Rabbi Shua ben Kocha didn't say that. Rabbi Shua ben Kocha only said, Al Machal Shemaim comes before Al Mitzvah as far as Kriya is concerned. But when, when you've got Kriya and you've got Asiya, then the Asiya would come first, you put on Tefillin, and then you, uh, say Shema. Vasu, that's one kasha on, on, on the answer that we wanted to say, Rav holds that Rabbi Shua ben Kocha. Another question. Vasu. Furthermore, Misovelik Rabbi Shua ben Kocha. Does he really, does Rav really hold up Rabbi Shubhan Kocho, who said first Al Machshamayim, then Al Mitzvahs? I'll prove to you that he doesn't. For Om Rav Chiyapa Ashi, Rav Ashi says, Zimnin Sagin Habaka Imna Kameda Rav. On many occasions I was standing in front of Rav, or Maktim, who would get up early, or Moshe Yodei, who would wash his hands, or Mavarech, Rashi says Mavarech Alatayra, he would say Bech Zatayra, or Masnin on Pirkin, he would give us a Shia, and then put on Tfilin, the Hoda Kore Kriyashima. He put on Tfilin, and then he'd read Kriyashima. So what do we say? Rav says, first, what do you do first? You give the Shia first. The Shia is connected with mitzvahs. And only after that, he said Shema. So you see that he does the old mitzvahs before the old Machel Shemaim. So he doesn't even hold that Rabbi Shua ben so we, so again, we wanted to say that Rav holds, the reason why Rav read Kriya Shema first and only puts Tefillin on afterwards is because he holds like Rabbi Shua ben Kocha. Because Rabbi Shua ben Kocha says, Oh, Machel Shemaim first. That's the Kriya Shema. And then Al Mitzvah's Tefillin only afterwards. We asked two kashas on that. Number one, he only holds, Rabbi Shua ben Kocha only holds that. Ben Kriya la Kriya, but not between Kriya and Asiya. And second of all, we can prove from this story that happened that he doesn't even hold like Rabbi Shua ben Kolchot. Now, if you want to say, just a minute, what, what was the kasha here? Rav said, he gave the Shia first. 
and only after that said Shema. Time of Krishna hadn't come yet, so that's why he didn't say Shema. Is that Shema really comes before? First, Shema comes before the Shia. But if the time hadn't arrived for the Shema, then he, it was no problem for him to give a Shia at the time. There was no problem. So this is Gemara. If that were the case, Im Kain, If that was the case, that the time hadn't arrived for Shema, Maya Sadeh Rachia Baashi. Rabhir Ba'ashi is giving Asade means a witness, he's giving testimony. So what's the big deal of him giving testimony that you can give a Shia before you say Shema? Obviously if the Zaman of Kriya Shema hasn't arrived, no one would say that you can't learn. Of course you can, we've learned in the first Bayrik. So answer the Gemara, no. In truth, Rabhir Takas talks about a case where it was too early to recite the Shema. If so, we've got our question, what was the testimony about? Obviously, you can give a Shia before Dublin, for Shema, etc. Answer Gemara, no, Kumashma. He, he, the Aedas was to tell us something completely different. Was Kumashma under Afla Mishnah Nami Sorach Lavorech? Because if you look at the story, the Aedas that he gave, he says, like, Zimlin Sagin have a communicator. I was many times in front of Rav, or Maktim, you'd get up early in the morning, or Moshiode, which is wash your hands, or Mavarech. He would make a bracha, and then a mustin on Pirkin, and only then give us a shear. So this whole Aedas has got nothing to do with which comes first, or Machshemayim, nothing to do with that at all. It's simply to tell us, if you remember, we had in the first, in the first Perek, when do you have to make Perkhazatira? Sam said, only for Chumish. Only for Torah. Some said for Medrash as well. Others said for Mishnah as well, you've got to say it. Others said for Talmud as well, you've got to say it. Remember, there was a whole discussion about it. So therefore, the whole reason why this Aedas was brought about Rab was only to tell you another point altogether. Was to tell you that when it came to Mishnah, after the Mishnah, and some say it means Talmud as well, after the Mishnah, Nami Sorok Lavoreh. So there's nothing to do with uh, whether Rav holds that Rabbi Shub and Kocha or not. It's a, it's a completely different situation. Rav. Nevertheless, okay, so w- what's happened here? We had a Kasher and Rav. Again, the Kasher and Rav was that he said Krishna first and only afterwards he put on Tefillin. From the Brysa, we saw clearly it's got to be the other way around. First he put on Tefillin and then you say Krishna. And then we asked various Kashers, but we've slogged them up. Right? So, Mikomakon Kashal Rav, it's still got a Kasha to Rav. And this is an interesting twist now, the answer. Shluchahu de Aves. The point here was, do you know why? Really, in fact, Rav agrees with Raisa that first he put on Tfilin, and then he put on Kriyashima. But he didn't have the Tfilin handy at the time. They weren't there. So he left his Tfilin at home, he sent a Shliach explains Rashi, he'd sent the Shliach to go and get the Tefillin. The Shliach hadn't come back yet. So meanwhile, he was scared to be over Zman Shema. So therefore he said Shema Anot and, 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 and only then put on Tefillin. So the whole thing was a misunderstanding. He only did it because it was a practical situation. And that reminds me of a story that the late chief rabbi, Lord Emmanuel Jakobowitz, told at the Hesburgh of Ramosha Feinstein, which I think was in 1986. Yeah, I think he told it in Dunson Road. He told a marvellous story. He says, there was some sort of, I don't know whether it was a bris, there was a hall, and it was a, there was a milky suda. And it seems that there's a famous milk company in America called J&J. 
I'm sure have you heard of it? Competitor. Competitor of yours. So okay. I'm competitor of him. Okay, so I, perhaps it was Leo Samson milk. No. Uh, okay. J and J milk. And Ramosha took a look at it and he didn't have it. So before long a murmuring went round the hall that there's some problem with J and J milk. And by the end of the evening, you heard this story before? The whole hall knew the problem with J and J milk. And within, and within two days, the whole of New York knew. And by the end of the week, the whole of America knew. And I suppose, you know, if it would be nowadays, the whole world would know instantly. In any case, the directors of J and J were very upset because no one was going to shop to buy this J and J milk. So they went to him and they said to him, what's the problem with J and J milk? So he said, well, what do you mean? Who, who said there's a problem with J and J milk? He said, they, they saw you at the Suda looking at it, but you wouldn't have it. He said, yeah, I looked at it, it was empty. <laughs> this is a story that happened, a true story. You see, the godless of Ramosha, that he only needs to look at it, and the whole world, you know, knows about it. This is the same story as here. We're dashing away, what happened? Is it Omar Shemaim first, Rabbi Shurban Kocho, this one, that one? All it was, he left his filling at home, and that was it. Which again reminds me of somebody once came late to shul and he, he'd, he'd forgotten his tefillin and so he finds some tefillin you know lying on the side so he wants to take it he says no you can't take that he says why not he says it's Rabbeinu Tam tefillin he says till he comes I'm long finished <laughs> and my son Yossi told me also a similar sort of thing that Rabbi Yashiv we know they brought out the last few years that the Ritzuas are black on both sides you know we always have black on the front you know, and then people are always busy turn it round, all this sort of thing. But now, apparently, they do it on both sides. I don't know if everyone is, you know. So they came to Rabbi Asher and said, is this okay? He said, yeah, it's okay. So they, 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 they asked him, would he consider wearing it? You know, black on both sides. He said, no, I'm not going to wear it on both sides. Because if I wear it on both sides, people will say, you can't wear the other ones. Yeah. They will take it from me because I'm wearing it. So he understood what the situation was. So it's all sort of very, very similar. Okay, let's go a bit lighter. Oma Ola, Kalakari Krishna Balat Filin. Anyone who reads Shema without wearing Tvilin, Keilu Mayud Edus Shekabatzmai. He's saying false testimony about himself because he's saying, Ksharatem, Lais Halidecho, Valetaitus Belenecho. He's saying that, but he hasn't got it on, he's not doing it. So it's Keilu Mayud Edus Shekabatzmai. Omrochir, Abam Rechlan, Keilu Hikrav Adabala Mincha. Is if we offered an ayla without the mincha, or v'zevach b'lain asochim, or a, a, a sacrifice b'lain asochim without the wine. In other words, he didn't do the, he didn't do it completely. It's one thing. It, there's two parts to it. You've got a daven, but you've also got to have the, the tefillin on. So he didn't do it properly. But on Rabbi Yochanan says Rabbi Yochanan writes as you couple of old Malchus Shemaim Shleima. Somebody wants to accept upon himself old Malchus Shemaim Shleima in a complete way, in a complete manner. Yiponet, he should first of all relieve himself, because they're dinim that you're not allowed to daven when you need to go to the toilet. V'yitl yodov, he should wash his hands. V'yaniach tefillin, he should put on his tefillin. V'yikro kriya shema v'yispalel. And then he should say shema daven. V'zuhi malchus shemaim shalema. That is considered malchus shemaim being makamal malchus shemaim shalema in its completeness in the best possible way. Anyone who, when he gets up in the morning, relieves himself. I mean, if he doesn't need to go, he doesn't need to go. But it means if he doesn't need to go, he shouldn't, even if he can hold it in till after davening, he shouldn't. 
he washes his hands. Tfilin, he puts on tefillin. Uh, it's reckoned as if he built on his beach. The hikra of carbon, and he offered a carbon of dechsev. It says in the pasuk, this is a pasuk to hilim. Erchatz benekoyan kapai. I wash benekoyan cleanliness my hands. Vasayava as mizbachah Hashem, and I'll now circle round your mizbeach Hashem. And the mashal explains that kapai can also mean tefillah. So as if to say, Erchatz benekoyan, I first wash my hands kapai before I daven. Vasayava as mizbach Hashem. It's like offering a carbon on the mizbeach. Homele Rava, Rava said to Rebbe Abba, Lo sovalama mark ilu toval. Do you not hold that if you wash your hands as if you tovel you and washed your entire body in mikvah? Dechsev it says erachat v'loy kosav arachit. Now for this, uh, I, I need your father here, um, Emmanuel, because mm-hmm. I don't. Rashi, Rashi seems to say like this: that if you say erachat, lost from kala, I suppose, it means kala guf. Whereas arachit. So here it refers to a specific thing. I, I, I'm not quite, that, that's what he says. So in other words, because the apostle says, Erechatz bin a coin kapai, Erechatz means kolaguf. So in other words, what he's saying is, because you wash your hands before davening, it should be considered as if he was, as he went into the mikveh and purified his entire body. But I say Erechatz. Okay. Omale Ravina Larova. Have you seen this young Tamil Chochum? The Ozimimarova Omar, who came from Eretz and he said the following. Somebody who has not got water to wash his hands before davening. He can wash his, clean his hands. But offer of Israel of Kismis. He can rub them together with either with earth, with pebbles, or with chips of wood. He, he, he said, well, this student said, well, because Miksiv doesn't say, in the posse that we just quoted, doesn't say, Erechatz Bamayim, wash your hands in water. It says, Erechatz Bikoyan, Bikoyan Ksiv, to clean them. Kol Minda Damanaka, you can use anything that cleans it. You don't have to use water. The Rav Chista lied to Mahata Because Rav Chista condemned somebody who goes looking for water at the time when he, when he's, when he should be davening. That only applies with, regarding Krishna. In other words, when it comes time of Krishna, I shouldn't be looking for water. But for Tzvila, in regards to Shemana Esra, then you've got to go looking for water in order to clean his hands. Now, so this is, there's a Rashi here, the third line, which is a very difficult Rashi. Is it, why should there be a difference between Krishna and Shmaestra, as far as looking for water is concerned, the Rashi says here, third line of Krishma, but Idna to Krishma, you shouldn't look for water during the time of Krishma, she's a man of Kavua. You've got a fixed time, Penyava has man, in case the time will go past, you know, it's man Krishma. Avalut but as far as Shmaestra is concerned, the Cholayam's manner, you've got all day for Shmaestra, who's talking about a mice, you've got plenty of time to look for water. So the obvious question they ask, what do you mean? You, you've got to serve some months filler as well. We learned the mission in Kavov. There's also a certain time when you've got it four hours. So how, what's Peshat in Rashi? And they give a, a, a couple of different answers. Longer. Either is like this. Um, if you can't find water, if you can't find water, you may be considered, in other words, you can't dump Shemineser with water, you're considered an Inus. 
Anonymous means somebody who uh, is being unavoidably prevented from doubling because he hasn't got the water. If somebody is an honours, we have a special din that he can make it up at Mincha. He can daven two minchas. So therefore they want to answer, so you've got all day, not in the sense that it's size of Antvilla, you've got Shagrit, but since you can, you're considered not in that mincha, whereas Krishma, if you pass size of Krishma, you can't daven two Krishmas in for mincha or, or for Mara if it doesn't work. That's one answer. Rabbeinu Yonah says there's a difference between Shema is derisa, and Tfila is, is midrabonon. And therefore, when it comes to looking for water, since Shema, is, is, you're going to be over the Zaman Kriya Shema, that is more serious because it's derisa, so you haven't got time to start looking for water. Whereas Tfila, which is derabonon, so you've got time. Says the Gemara of Atkama, how far do you have to go? You have got no water handy. How far do you have to go to go and fetch the water for Tfila? Says the Gemara, Ad Parsa, until a Parsa. Parsa is 8,000 Amas. It's about between two and a half and three miles. Vahanimililakame. And this is only if you can find the water in the same direction that you're traveling. You don't have to go out of your way. You're going that way in any case. Avalachaira, but if you've got to go back from where you came, there's not in the direction of where you're going. Afid a mil in the even for one mil. Two thirds or three quarters of a mile, you don't have to go back. Says the Gemara, umina, and from this statement, milhuda in a For a mil, distance of a mil, we don't have to go back for water. But if it's less than a mil, you do have to go backwards. Now, this business about washing before davening, Again, this is, this is not Opsak, etc., but there seems to be a difference between Shachris on the one hand and Milcha Mariv. Because Shachris, what the Machaba says it, it, in Sadi Base is that if you wash properly in the morning, you get up in the morning, and then more or less you go straight to Daven, you don't really have a Chiyav to wash your hands again. Because the whole idea of washing your hands is they might have touched a, a, a tome place of your body, a covered part of your body. But if you haven't had any Hesachadahs, you've washed and you've got dressed and you come straight to Shul, there is no real chiyuv in the morning. He says, however, for mincha, that's a different story because you've been busy all day to have a mincha, so you've got, you've got washing as well. So we'll just make a start on the Mishnah and I think then we'll. Somebody who says Shema and he can't hear it. Yotza, nevertheless, he's Yotza. Rabbi Yotza, I'm a lot Yotza. Rabbi Yotza says he has not fulfilled his obligation. Please note, and it says here, somebody who reads Shema and he can't hear it. It doesn't mean his neighbour has to hear it. Right? <laughs> or, 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 or his neighbour's neighbour. You've got to say, in fact, Halachalamaisa is that you should say it, that you can hear it. It doesn't mean you have to say it very loud. It's just a thing. But Bidi Eved, and Gomorrah is going to have a long arich, it's quite a very difficult Gomorrah, what's coming. Sorry, I've got to give you a health warning <laughs> about whether it's lechatchila or b'diavid. But halacha lemaisa we paskin that lechatchila you should say it that you can hear it. But b'diavid, even if you didn't hear it, you're yotzer. But says the mechaba or says the mishnah that's provided that you must say it. You can't just so the mishnah brewer explains what does that mean. You can't just mentally think about it. If you think shemayisra, you don't don't say anything. Then you're definitely not yotzer. So you've got to say it, but even but the ever if you said it in such a way that you didn't even really hear it, hear your own saying, you're still yotzer. So this is a machlokus between the Tanakama, which we shall find out the Gomorrah will, will will divulge to us 
that the Tanakama is Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Yosef Amen Lo Yotza you're not Yotza now next one when you say Shema what does it mean Shema the first portion what does it mean Shema well at the moment we, we will come to that afterwards but at the moment it's just as a Korea Shema we're talking about the whole um, the whole the whole of Shema the whole oh. of Shema it doesn't say I don't think we Shema yeah no Hakaira Shema you recite the Shema you've got to got to hear it at the moment yeah we're not talking about Lachal Amaisa Pashas is all three Pashas Hakaira Shema V'la Shmir the Oznai the Kavana we've had before pardon we've had before about yeah the Kavana the Kavana we say is just Shema we pass it like Ramea just Shema Yisrael and also incidentally in our locker it says Borok Shem is included in that if you have not do you if you in the middle of Shema Yisrael this is a Psak question that you have to address it as a rabbi here I'm not giving Psak but I'm just saying it pastures in the Gemara will discuss various ramifications of this the pastures in the Mishnah we're talking about the whole of Krishna Shema Rabbi Yotz, it says Yotza, and that is Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Yosef, Malo Yotzi, not Yotza. Now, Korah, Velo, Dikti, Bos Yosef, and all these, all these halachas are mentioned in, in, if you look in Samach base, in Shulchan Aruch, it's all mentioned, it all comes from the Mishnah. Korah, Velo, Dikti, Bos Yosef. You weren't careful to pronounce each of its letters. Now, again, there's different shotim as, as to what must you be careful about. And, and, and the, in, in, in the Mahaba, and Shulchan Aruch brings all the different varieties. One is if something's got a dogesh and you don't pronounce the dogesh. Some even say you know the difference between a shvon no and a shvon nach. Like you've got v'hoyu hadvorim ha'ele, not hadvorim, but hadvorim because it's got a dogesh in there, and it's a, it's called a shvon. I always mix, get, get mixed up which is a shvon nach. The, the one that you pronounce is shvon no. Ah, right, thank you. I, I don't know why I have a mental block. I always forget. So whether you say about how you had and then there are others who say as well, what does this mean that you don't pronounce it properly? That where one letter, say for example, you've got Bahol Lavovho. So you've got a lamad at the end of that word and another lamad at the beginning of the next word. So you could say Bahol Lavovho. So it sounds like only one lamad. No, you've got to say Bahol Lavovho. Okay, listen to Ronnie Joseph next time he lands and you'll appreciate it. <laughs> how many people do uh, that? Well, this is, this is what I'm saying. It, that, ha, that is halacha. But Korovalo dictated by Siyaseah, Rabbi Yosef Omer Yotza, here's the other way around. Rabbi Yosef says Yotza, Rabbi Yehuda Omer Lo Yotza. And Rabbi Yehuda says, you are not Yotza. Hakori le mafreya le Yotza. Now we had this already before. If you read out the sequence, you're not Yotza. And reading out of sequence either means you say the psukim in the wrong order, or you say the words in the wrong order. That, what we, that we had that before. Korovatol, you said Shema, but you made a mistake. You skipped out something. You go back to the place where you made a mistake, and then you've got to go from there till the end. You can't just slot it in where you're up to. Why? Because otherwise it'll be Korovatol, you see? Then you're reading backwards. So you've got to go from there. And in fact, I mean, the Mission Brewer actually mentions like this. He says, if you skip a posuk, then you've got to go definitely back to the beginning of that posuk and then carry on. If you skip a word, right, some say you've still got to go to the beginning of that posuk. Others say that if the word begins with a new subject, then it can start from that word, even though, even if it's in the middle of a posuk. That's the Mission Brewer in, in Samach Dalet. All right, I think we, 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 we,